In episode 67, we welcome an old old friend and focus on the Christmas holiday. And we have a blast from the past in trivia in the initials game that Don will lead us in. And Ethan is going to close us out with an update in Fix Your Eyes. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family. And my dad, I think, enjoyed that more than than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of, all of our friends, you know, by name. And uh, it just, it was, that was a great, that was a great time. Sports. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Brett Favre pass. And I'm going to say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the healthcare. Join us on our journey. Again, we welcome you to episode 67, our Christmas edition here in 2023. Uh, please drop comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, Six in the Mix Podcast. And you can find our videos on Facebook and Rumble. Again, please share with family and friends uh, who need to laugh and be encouraged to pursue Christ in uh, in these in these wild and crazy times. But uh, first and foremost, just just a welcome back to uh, to, to an old friend from the past, Ethan uh thanks for joining us for our christmas edition uh man we are just thrilled to have you and look forward to hanging out probably having some laughs and then getting some updates from you brother thanks good to be with you guys it's hard to believe how quickly a couple years have been since we started the podcast and i know it's been almost that long since i've been on so it's fun to be back fun to reconnect with y'all over the sharing and uh laughter yeah that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Jeremy to get us kicked off in the uh, main topic. All right. So our main topic tonight centers around Christmas, in particular, <laughs> uh, the Christmas memories that we have uh, back from the old college days at Pillsbury. And um, I'm going to start this off by kind of giving a couple of memories that I have as a freshman coming to Minnesota and my first white Christmas, honestly, that I ever really, and it wasn't Christmas, it was prior to Christmas break, but at least it had the Christmas feel. So um, coming to Pillsbury, um, I was I was right from Phoenix, Arizona. I was cold all the time. I didn't have a winter jacket, wore sandals everywhere, and everybody thought I was crazy, but that's all I had. I didn't have anything else. I remember going to the Medford Outlet Malls to go to the Columbia store, which I didn't even know was a brand at that point. And I bought my first winter jacket. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I do have that memory, but the memories that really, really make me laugh super hard actually came from a situation where we had at Pillsbury, where we had something called white love and we had everybody could go into anybody's dorm for a certain amount of time. And it was all kind of supervised and, all the dorm soups were there and, and, uh, you know, Dean of students, Dean of men, Dean of women, all that. But I do specifically remember a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine named Bob, and I'm going to keep his last name out of it for just <laughs> now. But those of you who know Bob and know who I'm talking about, 
Bob had a very unique challenge to those of us freshmen during the Christmas time white uh, glove and open dorm uh, scenario where he's like, all right, guys, it's about how many girls you can kiss on the cheek. Count them up. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so if you guys remember Matt Tolzma, we had, we had myself, there was a couple of other guys that were freshmen and Bob was challenging us to, to go and, and just kiss people on the cheek and say, Merry Christmas. He's like, you can get away with it at Christmas time. You can get away with this stuff. And I'm like, oh, there's no way he's like, follow my lead. Off we go to the, the ladies dorms and we're walking through and Bob is just giving sugar to like every single person that he walks by and they're just like <laughs> loving it. And he's like, see, turn her around. And you know, Bob, how he is in his dramatics. He was just in his element. Okay. So then he comes back and he's like, it's your turn. And I'm like, I, I don't even, I've never kissed a girl before. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I can't, I, I'm, I'm not prepared for this. So in comes, <laughs> in comes Heather Grotsky. All right. Now, Heather was a, she is a very, she's still a good friend of mine. And she is just a very sweet girl, sweet woman. And um, she and Bob had a great relationship. And Bob could get away with things with girls that I could never get away with. And Bob just kind of made it look easy. He goes up and kisses her on the cheek, Merry Christmas. And I'm like, he turns to me, winks. I'm like, okay, I got this, I got this. I go over and like stumble and trip and like lunge at her, like totally aggressively. <laughs> and it did not turn out well. I landed one on her cheek and she's just like uh, looking at me like I just completely disgraced every part of her. I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed. So, okay, that that passed. They laughed. It was all a fun, you know, funny thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to redeem myself. All right. And I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I think I think it was. Um, the missionaries from either Spain or like, um, I don't know. I think their last name was the claps. Do you guys remember the claps at all? There was, mm -hmm. there was Mr. Clap who he was a teacher. He did like uh, her hermeneutics and he taught uh, missions classes and so forth. And his wife, I think was the Dean of women at that time. And so, so Bob finally challenged me. He's like, okay. He's like, if you kiss um, Mrs. Clap on the cheek and say, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Um, I will have total respect for you. And so I'm like, okay. And so I walked over there with confidence, gave her a kiss on the cheek and said, Merry Christmas and walked out. Right? <laughs> so I totally redeemed myself. And anyway, that is my claim to fame there at Pillsbury memory that that one stands out. I kissed Mrs. Clap on the cheek. And by the way, her husband was standing right there and he's just like looking at me like what just happened? And she was all <laughs> flustered and, you know, red in the face and having a good old time. And I was like, I got away with this. I can't believe I just got away with this. So anyway, um, so how about you guys? What were your, me <laughs> your memories at Christmas time? around pilly i've got one more share but i'll leave that for a little a little bit does anybody else have something that they remember specifically around uh christmas there at pillsbury's campus uh jeremy, 
what, what were the odds that there was an emergency board meeting that night to discuss how to how to handle this oh, Frosh's behavior? I, I don't think there was an emergency board meeting at all. I, I think wow. I think that just took white glove to another level and I think they were ready to schedule it right away for next year. So um wow. it was it was okay. Listen, if if Bob wouldn't have been there, if Bob wouldn't have been there, um it, it would have all it would have, it probably would have never happened. But Bob just made everything so joyful and ever yeah. it didn't matter if it was halloween if it was thanksgiving if it was christmas he just he had that he he just has that way about him he still does today uh so congratulations bob you're the man um anyway <laughs> yeah fun stuff did you get any fines for that no i did not i did not i think i lost heather as a friend for a little while <laughs> um <laughs> It was, it was it was rough it was really rough um anyway like i said i had no clue what i was doing so yeah merry christmas to me i guess our peer pressure yeah all right yeah what comes to mind with you guys well i certainly remember the the uh the white glove and, and prepping the dorms you know like they're trying to make our rooms look you know, halfway decent, which took, you know, a fair amount of work if your name wasn't Ethan Allen. Um, you know, because right. Ethan's room was always immaculate. But um that was it was always great to, to kind of go through there and just see all the Christmas decorations up and the room so festive. I think it was after the I think that that activity was after like the Christmas concert, you know, that we put on. So there was a lot of music and I don't remember the time of year, whether there was like another week, maybe the next week was finals or something, but I felt like it was very close to, um, you know, to us going home and just, you know, all the holiday experiences. So it, for me, it was a very festive, um, you know, finish to the week um, after the Christmas concert and then going to the dorms. And I think there was food. Do you guys remember food mm -hmm. being a part of that, uh, you know, and, and, and just partaking in that, it was just a really, really cool and open time and we you kind of almost wonder why you couldn't do that more you know but maybe that was what is what made it unique was that it was once a year uh that you were able to do that and i think i it, it was just a great feel for sure yeah did you guys do did you did any of you do like um christmas lights in your dorm room or because i don't remember i don't remember ever decor i think maybe i did the door like did wrapping paper on the door or something i was really lame but I didn't have many resources. So I, I do not remember. I remember having it clean, but I don't remember actually having like lights and stuff up. But I don't know. Did you guys? I, I think the ladies did, but I don't think any of the guys had anything cool going on. It was, it was probably just a bore well, for the ladies to come out of the guy's dorm. Yeah, but I think, you know, I got to room with Ben, who's, you know, he's got, he's got, uh, you know, you know, Mama Bolt there um you know just a, a couple minutes down the road and i think we might have had some i remember some lights around the windows and and maybe a lot a, a top a top dressers which helped hide some of the you know craziness or whatever you know i i do remember lights in our room at some point in time um you know i don't know don i don't remember it in in our in our year together but i think maybe b money had some uh had some lights up benny's known for being resourceful even even to this yeah. day I, yeah well i could tell stories about betty too but i gotta i gotta tell uh you know you mentioned bob and this isn't necessarily this is not a christmas story but i have to tell this anyways because you mentioned bob so i used to have i don't know if you guys remember this but i used to have a grilled cheese sandwich maker in my dorm room oh and 
it was oh, yeah. like I mean, it was it, people were like lining up, like, and I had to buy, you know, I'd buy this thirty nine cent loaf of bread, and I'd just give everybody <laughs> a sandwich. Well, Bob comes in and his in his ecstatic way, he's like, make me a sandwich, you know, whatever he said, you know, and whatever he, so he makes a sandwich. I'm like, okay, whatever, have at it. And I just remember him making it and taking an immediate bite into that sandwich. And the cheese is so flipping hot. He burned his mouth so bad. And I just, my memories are people hurting themselves. And it was the funniest thing ever. If you can imagine Bob's reaction to burning his mouth and like, there's nothing you can do. This cheese is like smothering the top of your mouth. And this, you know, anyways, it was, that was great. He he probably wasn't too quiet either. No, no, no. It was very dramatic. Um, And it's so funny. Like I said, I, I just, for whatever reason, and maybe I'm sick in the head, but I, I always enjoy when people get hurt. I remember this time. That it, it maybe wasn't Christmas, but you guys all know Mike Zempel, my good buddy Mike Zempel. And, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I remember this time we, yeah, we were outside of the, you know, the gymnasium down near the soccer field. It was the middle of winter. Ice was everywhere. And he finds this football, just random football sitting in there. And, and in Mike Zempel fashion, he's like, He's like, what in the name of, you know, James, whatever. And he takes it and punts it as hard as he can. And when he punted it, he went head over heels and just smashed his head against the ground. And, you know, his best friend at the time, I didn't make sure he was okay. I'm laughing hysterically at this guy. He could could have a brain tumor, a brain hemorrhage. (laughs) But it was, uh, it was, oh my goodness. It was so funny, but. Anyways, I, you know, speaking of Christmas, so I was just going to say it's, yeah, going through the dorm, going through the ladies dorm, because it was so taboo, right? You know, it's like you could never go in the women's dorm. So it was like, that was something you always look forward to. Um, Yeah. I do remember a few other times that I used to, we used to sneak up into, you know, into girls rooms or into the dorm and just, just kind of what Bob would say, they'd be like, uh, we're just going to go, I'm just going to go on the third floor and you know, you yell out whatever man on floor. Is that what you had yeah, to do? Yeah, he just always he's, he's like, like just yell, like, just yell that man on floor. Yeah, guys on floor, hope, you're good. Just hope that you don't get a fine or something. But just so, anyways, that's those are some of my memories. Oh man, well I do know that the girls' dorm smelled way, way better than the guys' dorm because there were some. Ethan, you might be able to speak to this as an RA, but there were some guys that. I just remember no one's going to want to walk into our floor because their rooms were just horrible. The smell was just so bad. Oh man. Oh uh, yeah. That was, that was one of the, that was one of the least enjoyable parts of being an RA was dealing with people's rooms and <clears throat> their lack of hygiene. There there was Ugh. one, there was one guy that I could name that I won't who just did not believe in a shower for some unknown reason. And I remember it it got so bad at one point. I had multiple conversations with him over the course of a semester about you, you need to, you need to take a shower. You need to, you need to consistently take showers. And as an 18 year old freshman, first time away from home, he just wouldn't. And at one point I did not initiate it, but a couple of upperclassmen, decided they just went into his room one night while he was I don't know if he was studying or reading or whatever but a couple of people went into the room grabbed him carried him forcibly down the hall and threw him in the shower and turned the water on like clothes that. and all <laughs> I because that. like you can smell 
like the whole hall, like the whole half the hall that he was on, you could smell it for like six rooms up and down the hall coming out of his room. And when I had to go in there to check his room, whenever, I don't even know how often that had to happen, but I felt like I needed a gas mask to go in there because it was, yeah, it was bad. It it was, it was putrescence. Was this somebody that, uh, John Cal and Adam Mickle threw in the stank house once or twice. I don't remember. I don't remember that. What shapes it? Pretty sure. Ethan, I just texted you my guess. See if you can confirm. <laughs> I don't, that, that's I don't exactly my, the name that I had. Yes. I don't have my time. phone with me. My phone's downstairs, so I'll check it later. <laughs> the answer is yes, Kenny. That's you just. <laughs> it's, it's amazing because I couldn't think of it at first, but now. Now that you start talking about it, it's like, yeah, it was actually absolutely revolting. Yeah. It was it was really strong. It was really yeah. strong. Now, the so, only person that I ever walked into their room that <laughs> never had a bad odor at all was Chet Getz. Do you remember Chet's yeah. room? He was like the cleanest guy. He was like a cat. He like he was he was how, the other you, guy that that had the cheese making. Like the grilled cheese machine. So if I could, if Kenny and Mike were cheapskates and wouldn't, you know, give me a free sandwich, then I'd go down to Chet and Nate's room and try yeah. to get a sandwich. But those guys, everybody, those guys are so cheap. You know, I could hardly get a grilled cheese without, you know, giving up my firstborn to to get one. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you gave up Brad, your birthright, did you? Time. All right, all right, Esau. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Never said I was the brightest Matt, you, guy. Just needed a grilled cheese, you, man. Oh, you guys. Do you Matt, do you remember the time? You probably will remember this. So you left your wallet and me and it was me and Mike Zemple and we roomed together. Mm. You you left your wallet in our room overnight and we're like, oh, okay. And you had, I don't even know how you had so many things in your wallet because we had nothing to have in our wallets back then, but we took your wallet apart and there was like 50 things all lined up on the couch. And you, you came in the next morning looking for your wallet. And I, and I remember in Matt Toner fashion, whatever the Christian swear words were, like literally every piece of it, as you're picking it up, a different swear, you know, a different Christian, you know, whatever. You Euphemisms flying left and right. Oh, he was, you were so mad. It was awesome. <laughs> Faintly, there's a faint memory of that, but yeah, I, I that sounds like you guys. Yeah. You'd hate to just walk it over to to my dorm room. No, let's lay out all the contents and go through somebody's personal item. That's that, right. You know, that's right. <laughs> well, Ethan, did you ever flunk anybody with a white glove? Did you ever, you know, fail anybody or find anybody? Uh that uh, that may have happened once or twice. Maybe, yeah. Okay. If if my memories are correct, I believe that there were a few of those moments. So I was pretty generous and pretty gracious for the most part, except for people that were just really egregious with cleaning their rooms. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> did we have to have our rooms open for white glove, or was yes. that like an elective? Thing? Okay, so everything was you couldn't just shut your room down. You had no. to. Okay. Okay. Nope. Well, I don't think so. I remember because we had to have that one that one gentleman's room, his window open for like two days. Yeah, to get that mm. to get that odor out because I was like, I am not about to let people on this floor with it smelling like that. It's just not going to go well. I think we so, used two two cans of Febreze, maybe. Yeah, it was it was out of control. People were buying all kinds of stuff, and literally they they were 
they were opening his door and throwing stuff in and shutting it. I mean, it was like these bombs going off in there. <laughs> anyway, it was bad. <laughs> it, it was it was bad. And I think his roommate bad. left partway into yeah. the semester. Yeah, and that he made was it by himself for a while. Yeah. It was worse. As a freshman, which know. is crazy. Hmm. Ryan Dunn, you guys have any memories uh, that come to mind at all around Christmas time? I just remember those those crazy concerts. Those concerts were like everything centered around those concerts for whatever reason, at least in my world. And so um, I remember having to sing a solo and I remember it was, what song was it? King of, uh, uh, I can't remember what the song, no. In the in the little city of Bethlehem, there came a child day. That song, whatever that song is, I had to sing that song. And, and I think it was Becky was was my Becky Snow was my uh, accompanist. And for whatever reason, like we couldn't find her. I just I don't we no one knew where she was, and and I was just like freaking out. And she she finally like comes in in a flurry like she normally would and and uh and sits down and plunks out a few notes for me so uh but yeah those are always exhausting times those <laughs> those were exhausting times those those concerts and i remember going up into i the white glove going into uh the girls dorm and i went into one girls dorm and immediately turned around and went out because it stank and really uh, yeah yeah it was not uh it was not uh a pleasant odor and so I, that was that was it for me i was like i'm done i'm out i can't do it anymore so so i just went back <laughs> well most of the action was down yeah. in the dp anyway i guess it was, yeah. you know everybody yeah, exactly. was hanging out there anyway yeah well um, i don't know i i remember trailing with ryan up and down a couple of those halls in the uh in the open open uh, doorways seeing the girls throwing throwing numbers at him trying to throw tr throwing some winks at him you know trying to <laughs> gather some attention so <clears throat> i had i had to do my i had to do my best security impression trying to keep him off nice. of him yeah I, it, was, it was hard work but somebody had to do it you know well, i i don't know i i'm thinking that was all in jest uh especially the part about the numbers <laughs> i know that was in jest but i i was just thinking do I even remember going over the girls' dorm? My my memory now this is twenty five years ago or so, so it it's faded. But I feel like those nights when we around Christmas time when girls go to the guys' dorm, guys go to the girls' dorm. I I think, and maybe one or two of you can attest to this. I spent most of my time in my room with some of you playing video games. And people could come in and watch us play video games. I, I think that's how I spent most of that that night. But I don't know, Ethan. May, maybe we did venture over there once. I don't. I don't have a memory of that. I do. Yeah, Don. Didn't you and Kelly and Matt sing "We Three Kings" one time too? Or am I making that up? Sounds yeah, that, that was my freshman year. Yep. Okay. Sang, oh. sang some song about kings or shepherds or something or other. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid Christmas memories. Solid. <laughs> yeah. Very solid Christmas. Memories. I will say this. I started off my college career at Pensacola. So I was there for two years and I, every time Christmas break was coming close, I was so excited to go back home. I mean, it, it really was uh, like getting out of jail. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm thankful that at least at Pillsbury, I, I didn't feel like that sense of, oh, I got to bust out of here. You know, at any moment, I'm going to lose it. So um, it wasn't as traumatic of, of an experience at Pillsbury for me anyway. Were, were there any any things in Oatana proper that were like Christmas, uh, you know, whether it was like houses that were lit up or anything that we did like outside of Pillsbury or Grace Church from a from a holiday side? I'm trying to think there, well, there was I anything. Well, I remember the, the, the square downtown with the bank there, that, that weird yeah. square that everybody would go around and, and cruise or whatever. Yeah. That was always lit, you know. Yeah. lit up pretty well with christmas you know christmas stuff i re- i do remember that um but i don't i don't have really any other necessarily any other memories the the, the only one that um i was going to i was going to share that uh, that stuck with me um had to do with a um had to do with something that happened after um, that, and and maybe Ryan, you you might have jogged my memory a little bit because you said that you were playing video games. I'm pretty sure that you and I don't know if it was Ethan or maybe it was you and JC John Cal was you guys were playing football or FIFA or something, and you guys remember shoving each other's clothes on you know on both sides of the closet where you were John like got down a three point stance and like tackled your whole clothes set. <laughs> like over to one side because you you take them off and you're beating them in something but i'm pretty sure it was after that white glove that we were i i, I was present i was watching this mm-hmm. go down and, and laughing hysterically but i do i do remember and recall that that going down so. yeah no I, I think you're right i think he was showing extra emotion on that night when we had visitors and i uh, yeah, it's it's locked in my brain. I mean, my clothes didn't stand a chance when he got down into that three point stance. That was that was a brutal hit. My my clothes took. He he did let him have it. I remember I remember that very distinctly. <laughs> well, I, other than other than Ethan and I, you you um, you know the Don Ryan um matt and kenny you guys all lived kind of you know close i mean within a couple of hours or an hour or so of campus so for for ethan and i ethan you flew out to to home a couple of times i think didn't you you went back home or i drove home? i drove yeah. every time that's right because you had that yeah. that ford taurus i remember mm-hmm. you had a taurus at one point um yeah. and for me to go home um i had to arrange to get to the airport and I remember it snowing so heavily the night before I needed to go uh, my freshman year that I was in danger of not actually making my flight because nobody wanted to go out in the blizzard and take me to the airport and all right. you guys had left. And so literally there was, I think it was Dan Rathman, if I remember right, mm-hmm. that was, he was like the only one on campus. And, and I asked him if he would you know do that. So he took me, I think in the middle of the night one, one night, mm-hmm to avoid the blizzard and I spent the night in the airport just to, to get home. But yeah, I, some of those, some of those times driving down to, or driving up to the cities just to get out and get home for Christmas um, was, uh, was a difficult thing. If you guys have good old Dan, good old Dan, he, he, he filled, he filled lots of roles for us. 
Yeah. He was, I don't know what he's doing now, but yeah, very, very handy guy. I think he was, sure. I think he was the guy that we had, uh, we had call Matt for the Minnesota Timberwolves tickets fiasco. I think he's the one that we had call posing as the ticket sales representative. <laughs> So there were there were a few uh, euphemisms thrown around there too. I, I, uh, I do recall, recall I, that. Yeah, yeah. There was yes, there yeah. were definitely some euphemisms. Probably there. bypassed the euphemisms and went right to the real. <laughs> I I do have one. I do have one memory. It's not necessarily a Christmas memory, but it took place during the week of exams, right before the end, my freshman year, and I cannot remember. Don, I think you were still the you were there at that point, right? My freshman so. year. Yeah. So you were the only one that was there at that point. But I can't remember who it was, but my freshman fall, the week of exams, I asked a girl out on a date, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. And I didn't have a car yet. So I borrowed a car from my cousin Kent and asked him for a place to take her. And I can't remember who it was, but I get all dressed up, pick her up. We're hit, we're in the car. We're leaving Owatonna. And as we're like pulling down Main Street by the square, there are, well, probably as I'm walking across to get her and walk in the car, these snowflakes the size of half dollars start falling. And they just start coming down in sheets and waves. And we pull on the interstate and we start driving down the interstate and we're going to mm. Fairbow. We're going to Fairbow. <clears throat> and or maybe i think it was fairbo anyway but we're driving down the interstate and i you know i grew up in montana i'm used to driving in snow but this storm was bonkers and it it, it was a straight whiteout by the time we got halfway to fairbo couldn't see signs couldn't see any lines in the road couldn't see anything i had kent had written out instructions for me on how to get there because there's no gps at this point I didn't know my way around Fairbo. <laughs> and and of course, in pure, in 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 pure, in true Docker fashion, the snow is coming down so hard, it literally covers over all of the street signs. Like you can't see the names of any of the streets. <laughs> and so I'm navigating my way around Fairbo, not knowing where I'm going, can't read any signs, trying to find this restaurant that I had made a reservation for and cannot find it. And, and so eventually just like call an audible and pull over and I'm like, all right. And I, I can't remember what I told her, but I was like, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to change and eat here. And I, it was like some restaurant was like, it wasn't waffle house, but it was like the next door neighbor to waffle house. And I was like, well, this is going to go well. This, 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 this isn't going anywhere. And it didn't, it, there was no second date, but I'll never, I'll never forget the reality of heavy snowstorm freshman that doesn't know anything about where they're going in a city that they've never really been to before trying to navigate <laughs> at Christmas time, a, uh, a, a first, I don't know about a first date, but a date nevertheless. Yeah. So it was miserable failure. And, and I, and I can testify, Ethan does not like being unsure of where he is in a car. I can, True. I can validate that. So yes, uh, we did. I, we did have. We did have. We did have one of our few roommate fights over getting <laughs> lost. Where were we going? Somewhere with baseball. Yeah, there's a baseball clinic up in the city somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So oh, good. <laughs> I, good I stuff. hope you were. I hope you were nicer to that young lady than you were to me on that fine spring spring afternoon. I'm sure I was. 
she she probably wasn't uh poking and needling and <clears throat> being otherwise obnoxious <laughs> like someone else i know likes to be i don't know what you're talking about man come on i don't know we could spend several podcasts hours long just talking about the relationship between ryan and ethan <laughs> and getting all of that information and having that hashed out we could do some therapy on probably that. Yeah, would probably laugh harder about those things than anything else we talk about. Well, I know there's some Pillsbury stuff out there, but um, what are some other Christmas things uh, like concerts and stuff that we've hit up this year? What 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 has your family done? Um, where have you gone um, this year? Have you gone to any Christmas concerts? Anything that you're, uh, you're you're you do annually? I know Don likes to go to a couple. I think, and I think your your daughter was in one right at um, Bethel University. I think she sang this year. Did she have yeah. a couple concerts, or how'd that roll? Yeah, the Bethel uh, Festival of Christmas. Uh, the way they put it on every year, they do a fantastic job. It's amazing. I love it. Look forward to yeah. it every year. And uh, yeah, this was her second year. She got to sing in it. And, um, um yeah it was fun lots of fun just amazing music uh they they go all out with the with the three choirs uh orchestra and um and uh yeah decorate the the great you know benson hall uh wow. and uh you know it's just it's just beautiful it's a fantastic many, experience about about if you had to guess how many people um in attendance not not as the choirs but in attendance what yeah well i don't know how many i don't know how many because they sold out i think almost every uh, every every so they did a friday saturday and two sunday concerts and oh, wow. um uh, I think they sold out every one except for one, and I think you can fit like I, don't know, I can't remember a thousand people and two thousand, a couple thousand people in that in that hall. So, so yeah, it was it was fun. It was really good. Very good. Was that were that was that the only concerts you took in this this Christmas? Uh, we did uh, some uh, some local ones around the, around the city here. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Preacher's Daughters. Uh, they're a uh, uh, group that's uh, locally based here, so I, we know me and Jen know the the singers there. So we got to be at the went to that. Um, I actually found I don't know if you guys I've I've I, I found a a YouTube uh, Christmas concert. I always like to try and find one gem out there during Christmas season, and I'll listen to it just over and over again. I found this one. It's called it's it's uh, Tommy Prophet. Um, uh, if you if you if you YouTube it, it's a Tommy Prophet, and it's uh, he's uh, he's uh, like an arranger, a producer. It sounds like, but this dude, he's got a he's like a he's like a a cinematic uh, uh, producer, music wise. I mean, his 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 mood, his songs and, and stuff like that are very cinematic, and and that they're just grand, and you know, there's something you would see in a movie. And I believe he is a Christian. He had, uh, he does some stuff with uh, with NF um and and stuff like that but he does he put on a concert i swear to god you guys have got to watch this before christmas because i've showed it to all my family and they've loved it and um and it's got a couple people you'll probably recognize i think crowder's in it um and uh uh torn torn wells and then um and i think that's who else is there so i think there's one oh uh danny gokey's in it um so those are the only three people I recognize, but every song this guy has a full orchestra, has a full, has a big choir, 
and he plays on the piano and then they sing a solo or a duet and these people just knock these songs out of the park every time it's just it's as if every song was specifically picked out for this person's uh you know vocal range and, and register it's just amazing and they just every song it's every, all they're all carols you recognize them all but then he throws in a little different uh uh you know different you know melody here and there to, to make your ears perk up and, and you're just like enthralled with the whole thing because what these people can do and how he how he arranges the song it's just it's it's fantastic tommy prophet i think it's noel or something like that is is the is uh is, is what it's called and they were it was filmed in tennessee i think for something and uh man there's this there's this one number four if you, you go if you listen to it number four listen to song number four this guy named stanage i don't know who this guy is but this guy just kills it and the the running joke in our in our house is right now is like you know if we're gonna do something good we're gonna stanage it and this guy that's he's got, he's got one name he's out all these all these singers have we have one name i've never heard of them um but uh but uh, they are just, they, it was, it's a fantastic concert. I highly recommend it. Just go out and, and check it out and put it on Rand. Awesome. Know. So, so, so yeah. Don, That's Don, awesome. I got to know, you, you got to give me some rankings here. Uh, Tommy Prophet concert versus Bethel University versus <laughs> Geisler Snow. How do you rank them? <laughs> Well, I was uh, I was watching it with Lena, and uh, Lena was like, "Man, this is like uh, this is like Festival of Christmas at at Bethel on steroids." She was just like, she couldn't believe it. She was just the production value and everything. It was just, it was incredible. So yeah, that's number huh. one for sure. Yeah, Ryan, how about you? What are you What are you uh, taking in this holiday season? Um. Don't think I've gone to any con. We've had a church concert. Uh, we do a, a choir concert and a pie fellowship after that. We did that recently, but outside of that, haven't gone to any. Uh, what Don was talking about, yeah, sometimes I do look for the same concert on YouTube every year to watch. I think one of those would be the three tenors. You guys know Pavarotti, and um, yeah. I, they, they did a concert a long time ago, it was on PBS, and so I, I try. I don't understand half the words because they sing some in English, some in Italian, and uh, but yeah. but they're pretty good. And then um, <clears throat> one of the newer ones that I've come across, I think this was done maybe a year or two ago, but it was just came across it for whatever reason. It was a Michael W. Smith concert, and at the end he had a nice carol medley that I really like to listen to, and Point of Grace was on there, and some guy named Mark Martell. I, I I'd never heard of the guy, but he's got a very interesting voice and um another guy who won the voice and the katinas i don't know if you guys remember the katinas from the mid 90s but mm -hmm. they had a, they had a really nice medley at the end of that so i would encourage you all to listen to that yeah, yeah that good. guy that that guy jordan smith who sang in that that guy that run the voice he sings on this uh and tommy prophet uh he sings mary did you know and he just he kills it wow. he kills it very good. Matt, how about you? We had a cool opportunity this past uh, weekend uh, to take the girls up to Cleveland Ballet's um, version of the Nutcracker. And uh, mm -hmm. I had never personally been to like a professional ballet. Um, but it's, you know, obviously the music you're very familiar with uh, because it's played behind a lot of different, you know, holiday things. And it's been in, you know, several kids' movies and 
uh, those types of things. But we got to go see that live and just the, that, that type of dance and, and, and theater and art was, was unbelievable as these people are doing this, this ballet, it's just incredible, you know, that they're, you know, the gals are up on the tips of their toes and it's just so fluid and the, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, how does somebody even think of this type of dancing, right? I mean, how do you get to that? But it was, it was so beautiful and it was different. They had different like ethnical dances and representations. And it was, it was really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, we enjoyed going up to downtown Cleveland on Sunday night and uh, taking that in. And um, so we, we may look for some other opportunities like that, but yeah, that, that was something definitely very unique to the, the Christmas season for, for the toner household. All right, good. Ethan, how about you? You guys take anything in? Not a lot. Um, We did go to a Christmas concert last weekend uh, at our boys school. They had a a Christmas concert, which was fun with kids from all ages, all the way from the elementary choir, all the way through, uh, which was enjoyable. But that's really the only thing that we did that we've done this year. Typically we've tried to do something more, I think a couple of years ago, we went and saw Drew and Ellie Holcomb with a Christmas concert, which was really mm-hmm. fun. And last year we did a concert. There's a, there's a group here in North Carolina that does um, a variety of music concerts um, in candlelight um, in the round. And so they have uh, a bunch of different types of music, but we went to one last year that was really enjoyable. That was a string quartet playing christmas music um but it was in in candlelight so there were a couple thousand candles um decorating the outside exterior and the and the hallways of this small space with maybe 100 people in it uh but wow. that was that was really fun last year but we didn't get to do that this year huh. that's cool kenny how about you guys well it's uh it's interesting so we we uh, haven't been in kind of the Pillsbury type of church or setting in probably about 15 years, but we, we found ourselves back going to a church that's somewhat similar to what we, what we all grew up in. Um, it's a, it's a small Baptist church and they actually did a cantata, which it's so funny. They were doing like these cantatas and they were doing this uh, progressive dinner. And I'm like, Don, I might've been telling you about this, but I'm like, I totally forgot about these things like progressive dinners and cantatas that Baptist churches do. And I was like, that is awesome. I'm like, Macy, you're don't, you're going to that. We're going to the cantata anyways. So we went to the cantata last Sunday and it was, um, you know, it was goodwill to men by uh, Ron and Shelly Hamilton. And so oh, super yeah. old school, oh, right? Yeah. I tell you what you guys know. <laughs> I, I first off in my old age, um, I am like becoming more and more emotional by the minute it's crazy the things that just make me emotional so i'm sitting there and we're listening to music from you know just the common folk so it's it's so different than the new age churches which is you got to have a voice to be to be on stage um yeah if you want to if you want to you know be a blessing to others or try to be a blessing to others you're in you got it you got the stage (laughs) so you know there's people up there forgetting their lines in this in the little play and um, there's a group of six kids singing. And I tell you what, the other thing is, you know, whenever my daughter sang in the churches that we were going to before, they always drowned out the kids with background music. 
So you basically couldn't hear the kids. You heard the background music. And I'm like, I heard these six kids singing and I was like, just tearing up. I'm like, this is so amazing. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. so it was good. The, the play was good. It was, it had a good story about it. And then uh, the last song they sang was Bow the Knee. And it's like, yeah, that, I forgot about that song. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I had so good. bumps up and down and yeah. it was just, it was really good. So it was, it, it's not, it's nothing like what Don was talking about. I mean, this is like, it's not, they had good, good voices, but it wasn't anything crazy, but it was just from the heart. It was truly yeah. from the heart. It, it actually, it actually felt really good to see it. So, yeah. huh. that's good. That's good. Yeah. We, um, in my family, we've had several different families, um, who, you know, kids are having their Christmas programs. So we've taken in the whole variety of uh, Christmas programs. And tonight we just had ours at our school, um, it, but you know, since Kenny did the whole spiritual thing, I, I have been driving a lot recently and I, I have been listening to Celine Dion do some Christmas stuff. Hmm. My goodness, that woman has a voice and I, I feel so bad of her condition right now because I, I think she's like done. I mean, she uh, just, whatever, whatever um is happening to her body is just overtaking her and she can't she can't sing anymore like she used to and that's that's a tragedy but good gracious some of the christmas songs and just in general her her singing but some of the christmas songs kenny i was driving same thing i'm just tearing up on the road just like what what in the world um so beautiful just so beautiful and you're right i think the older we get the softer we're getting and the more we're realizing realizing that life is precious and um truly the reason for this season is i think more important hopefully to us now than it was when we were you know younger we have a big, better appreciation for uh christ our savior who was born and um so when we do get to sing those songs, the thing that I, I really honestly miss probably most about Christmas and going back to Pillsbury is singing in that dumb shower with all of you guys, just in that, just, you know, it just rang perfectly. The acoustics were wonderful in there. We would sing acapella. We would sing Christmas music. We would sing hymns. It just, it didn't matter. And I remember particularly around Christmas, christmas time we would have like a christmas sing it'd be like two hours in that shower room and just singing uh right there and that was so much fun so much fun and so much enjoyment uh coming from there so had that little memory jog as we uh as we thought about that let's be honest pillsbury went out of business partly because of their water bill because of the <laughs> because of the the shower the shower concerts in there that's true i, I buy true. that oh my goodness oh what was what was the group that that showed up was it was it, it was white flash was that what it was called white streak white streak white streak that's what it was white streak and we yep. there was that concert and that was that was big big news over there clearwater we had the whole that whole stage going on white streak came out I don't know if that was around Christmas time, but uh, yeah, we about we about shut it down. I think they had to cordon off the streets around Pilly. It was yeah, to bring in security. It, it was got ridiculous. Live. Yep, yep. It was live. Oh yeah, oh, that's good. Did we even show up in bath towels? We did. We did. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 
I don't know yep. how how that all happened, but that was that was quite quite the amazing time. I, I do remember it was it was it Mrs. Malmanger? I think that that was the host there at Clearwater. She I think that, that was her right. name, Malmanger, or something like that. I think anyway, it was I think I it was Sister it was, Sister Briggs. Oh, that's right. It was Briggs. That's right. It was Briggs. So she was she was sitting over there. I just remember her eyes like in the corner, like just as big as saucers when these guys came out in towels and i'm like oh my goodness i can't believe they're gonna get away with this <laughs> that was the best night of her life let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah th th this coming from the guy who uh smooches the faculty member's <laughs> wife <laughs> right in front of the faculty he, member <laughs> he opened the door for white streak a few years before that <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh, so good all right well i think uh, i think we're gonna turn over to don uh for a little bit different trivia focus so don uh tee it up man yeah let's bring it back we're gonna bring back the initial games for a, a little christmas edition baby um, i don't know if you guys remember how to play this remember i've got an initials two two letters but that's what an initials are ryan right <laughs> and uh i've got nine nine items and each item has six clues i'm going to start giving the clues out i'm going to first give you the initials what they are first here in a second i'm going to read off all you know un, uh, i'm going to read off each uh clue and i'm not going to you know i'll give what i'll give about five five or six six seconds in between each clue so it moves along fairly quick and your name is your buzzer chime in once you uh chime in and you would guess wrong you are out for that for that uh for that item all right yep. i got nine of them and you guys got a pen and paper the initials for tonight are G as in grumpy, C as in Christmas. G C. G C. All right. Got right. the old school, old some some of the some of the music. All right, here we go. Is that good good volume for you guys? Not too loud, not too. Yeah, good. We're good. All right, here Ooh. we go. Cool, cool. Right. <laughs> the initials again GC. GC. Item number one. Clue number one. Was popular during the Great Depression. Clue number two. Featured in the 2014 John Favreau film, Chef. Clue number three, known for its simplicity. Clue number four, Involves melting. Clue number five. Often connected to tomato soup. Ryan. Oh, doggone it. All right, bring down the music, Ryan. Go ahead. 
I think we've heard this already tonight. But I'll say grilled cheese. That is correct. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, hey, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Kenny that was lasted a long time. You no, know, I got it right after. Yeah. Ryan got the the tomato soup. I had it about. Yeah, once tomato soup was it. said, but. Dang, no. Uh, I, I was I was heading that direction after Melty, but I I wanted I wanted to hear one more just in case. I I eat these things about every day, so it's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> My wife, my wife, faithfully at eleven fifteen every day comes down to my office and says, "Here you go, dear." I said, "What a gal! What a gal! What a gal!" <laughs> well, I think I think actually Ben is the defending champion in this game, so it's a good thing he's not here. He wasn't able to make it tonight, but uh, he, yeah. I think he is the defending champion here. So mm. Ryan is on the board, though. I think he was for some reason. I, I felt he had a strong showing in this game. All right, so we got Ryan with one, item number two, clue number one. This is both a thing and a place. Hold on, do we know the initials? Oh, it's all GC. Yep. Oh, everything is GC. I thought it was. I thought it was initials for every single one. All right, okay. Clue number two. It's often used in sand. Clue number three was seen prominently in a classic 1980 comedy. Matt. Matt chiming in early, only after what is, three clues. Go ahead, Matt. What is a golf club? That, my friend, is correct. Whoa. Well golf played. Club. Yes. Mm, Caddyshack, huh? Yeah, a little Caddyshack. Man, nice one, Matt. Thank you. Surprised. Uh, yeah, Ryan, where, where were you? Come on, buddy. <laughs> Wasn't heading that way, that's for sure. I he think was, he uh, was. I think he was texting his wife for a grilled cheese. I think <laughs> yeah, he got exactly a little, what it is, little hungry. Undy. Undy percent. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, we got Ryan with one and Matt with one. Item number three, clue number one. His fiance died. Hmm. Ryan. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ryan. Pretty confident this was Brother Grover Cleveland. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, so, so thankful. <laughs> Next clues, thank you. Yeah, good, good work, Ryan. Yeah, tell Aaron <laughs> to slow down on the grilled cheese preparation, then that we would have better chances. All right, sweet. Thank. All right, Ryan is out for us for this round. Uh, clue number two. <clears throat> Connected to the New York Yankees. Clue number three. 
His parents were Frank and Estelle. Don, I'm going to wipe that smile right off your face. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number four. Found success by doing the opposite of his instincts. Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy. George Costanza. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Wow. Jeremy, I teed that one up right for you, brother. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. We've got All right, we got a ball game. Yeah, we we've we've got, got a ball game. Here. Ryan, Matt, and Jeremy all with one. All right, item number four, clue number one. Is most often used as a metaphor. Clue number two can be found in homes. Clue number three is often attempted to be broken. Clue number four deals with minorities. Clue number five was first coined by feminists. Ethan. All right, Ethan's going to jump into the fray here. Glass ceiling. That is correct. Oh, Man. Wow. Nice man. I <laughs> nowhere near that. What <laughs> what gave that away to you? E? Mostly the the term is uh, the, talking about mean it's meant to be broken and then coined by feminists. Oh, hmm. yeah, is, is in the job market. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, sure. Hmm. All right, we have. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know the. Not, I don't know the, ha- the connection to the house, like found in the house. I guess I guess a moonroof or something, but yeah, glass or a, ceiling, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe in Don's house. <laughs> I, don't know about, right. I don't know about common folk house, but Don's house probably. <laughs> yeah, hire Boris. <laughs> all right, we've all got a four-way tie. Uh, Kenny still waiting to get on the board. <laughs> And we are on item number five, clue number one. Often shortened to just the first word. Clue number two includes rampant corruption. Ryan. Ryan, quick on the trigger here. What's he going to say? Garbage can. That is incorrect. What? Rampant corruption. Are you like insinuating that the trash is corrupting the can? 
<laughs> items in the garbage can are going bad. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Proceed, Don. Clue number three includes stone gargoyles. Clue number four is fictional. Man. Clue number five is not far from Metropolis. Matt. All right, Matt. What do you What, what do you is got? Gotham City? Yep. That, my friend, oh, is, wow, is wow. correct. Let's have that too. Man, well played, Matt. Matt draws to the lead with two. <clears throat> we got mm. item six coming up. Time for the codes, Ryan. Time for the codes. You, you know it, homie. Hit them. Yeah. Chat GBT is spitting out all the top <laughs> GC <laughs> options <laughs> as we Seriously. You want to use a little AI help? Sure. Clue number one can be found indoors and outdoors. Clue number two are usually plastic or metal. Kenny. Kenny, go ahead. I'm going to use Ryan's answer garbage can. That is correct. Yeah. Thank wow, you, Ryan. <laughs> nice. I was actually thinking that. But I, yeah. <laughs> so well good. Done. Wow, thank you, Ryan. My mind isn't <laughs> the way this game works. <laughs> Ryan A just beggar. Ryan just <laughs> typed in the codes wrong. He got the wrong. I'm wrong just waiting for. I'm waiting for anything that sniffs of Grover Cleveland, and I'm begging right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Don, let me guess. the The third clue was something about it contains corruption. <laughs> right for garbage can oh maybe not okay all right here we go all right we are at item one two three four five six three, seven we're on item seven here we got a close one here item seven clue number one his first name was steven Okay. Clue number two. His final words were reportedly, I have tried so hard to do right. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Come on, Kenny. <laughs> couldn't do it. There's no way. <laughs> What does what Byron Buxton do? Byron Buxton. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I, I I I started thinking. I didn't know the first name part, but it sounded like a presidential quote at the end of his life. So, plus, I stayed awake during uh, Professor McGuire's uh, history classes. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, rarely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, just like you, just like you were, just like you were a really reliable employee. 
uh, Amen. soon after college. Amen. Well, <laughs> thinking hot shots game, I tell you. All right, we got item number eight, and we are Ryan with two, Matt with two, everybody else with one. Hmm. Clue number one. Have included a chip. Clue number two. Are used in some sports. Clue number three is a 1990 Andy McDowell film. Clue number four, sometimes connected to marriage. Clue number five, are valid for 10 years. Ethan. Ethan, about to tie, about to knot things up here. Go ahead. Green card. That is correct. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Okay. Right. We are at item number nine. If Kenny so or Jeremy tie. get this, if Kenny or Jeremy get this, this it would result in a uh, four-way tie. Or do we exclude them because they did not meet the minimum <laughs> bar for the last mm. question? Don, do you have a tiebreaker? I do have some tiebreakers, so we're not okay, okay, all right, all right, items. Fair. Item number nine. Clue number one. Synonymous with the 1980s. Clue number two. Died in 2010. Clue number three. Had documented legal and financial troubles. Clue number four. Had a signature TV catchphrase. Ryan. Oh my goodness. It cannot happen. <laughs> What's the catchphrase, Ryan? What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> All right. What's the name? Gary Coleman. That a boy. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh that dirty. Had that one. Dirty. I was waiting for a Glenn Close clue. <laughs> I was, waiting, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for a graham, graham cracker clue. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Gary Coleman, good one. That's that match was tighter than me in an airplane laboratory. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I can attach her very tight. I couldn't even move in the one that I was in. So I went full Chris Farley. I'm getting so fat. I went full full Chris Farley in the laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, good job, Ryan. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was fun bringing that back. That was a Yeah, you said you're bringing it back. I'm like, "Man, how how do we play that again?" But yeah, it's 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 a fun game. Good humility. Yep. I don't even remember how to play as I was. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure knowing Ryan, he probably he probably did some long-term studying last <laughs> night and this morning to get prepare for this. Research researched all the episodes on the radio station over the last couple of years. Yep, yep. Don, Don, your funds are on their way for telling me what the initials were last night. Uh, so thank you, pal. Your web yeah. of lies. Seriously. Ah, good stuff. There's one. There's one listener that's going to be absolutely ecstatic. Um, last name um or first name patricia and last name you guessed it <laughs> ryan's mom unbelievable well she's gonna be celebrating yeah yeah i she hasn't been that disappointed she hasn't expressed to me that you know since i've been hosting a lot of the trivia for the last year or two you know it hasn't been a um sad moment for her but yeah i think you're right hopefully she'll be encouraged realizing her son's brain is still functional so um well buckle up you ain't winning one episode of family feud in the future so <laughs> just tell, tell her not to listen to that portion <laughs> uh, good stuff right yep. yeah all right well we're gonna turn it over to ethan uh who's you know Gonna share, yeah, maybe some updates on, uh, you know, where he and his family are at, you know, what God's doing in his life, and just kind of encourage us as we uh, close out this episode. So, uh, take it away, Ethan. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's good to it's good to be back with you all. I know <clears throat> you all know, uh, but maybe some of the listeners don't. But uh, my wife and I are on staff with Crew. It used to be called Campus Crusade for Christ for those of a previous generation, uh, but we've been working with crew. I've been working with crew, I guess, for 12 years. My wife was on staff before we met and got married, uh, but we currently serve with crew at Duke in um, Durham, North Carolina. And for those that aren't familiar with crew, the vision from the beginning when it was founded was to reach the college campus with the news and the hope of Jesus today. And through that, we can reach the world tomorrow. Um, and I think, you know, we've, this is our third year now in ministry at Duke. And I think we've been reminded in really encouraging ways that that still is true. Um, it's, it's been remarkable the last couple of years at Duke, seeing that the reality that there's students from almost 200 countries on campus at Duke um, full-time. And in the last year or two, my wife and I have gotten the chance to share the gospel with students from more countries than we can even shake a stick at. Um, and it's been really encouraging, I think, for us the last couple of years, seeing, uh, especially coming out of COVID, a, a renewed hunger among students for meaning and search for truth in, in some really significant ways. I think a lot of students <clears throat> came face to face with their own mortality. Uh, came face to face with the reality of the things that they thought mattered, realized that they really didn't matter that much. Um, and so I think as as we, as my wife and I have been reflecting with our boys on this as an Advent season and anticipating the the birth of Christ and our celebration of him, I think it's brought new life 
um, in a lot of ways of just some of the ways that Old Testament prophecy foretold um, of a light shining in darkness and and Emmanuel God being with us. And, and we've really seen that happen even in the last couple of years with students on campus at Duke. I know this fall has been really encouraging to see some of our students really some of the students that we disciple, uh, because a lot of our focus in ministry is on evangelism and discipleship of students. And so it's been really encouraging this year, this fall, especially to see some of the students that we have been discipling and are discipling really take ownership for sharing the gospel with their classmates. Um, one of the girls that we've invested in the last year just led a freshman to Christ a couple of weeks ago um, and is discipling her now, which is really encouraging. Um, and it's been fun just to see momentum happen more in unique ways and to see students. Uh, Michelle and I both have multiple students that we're meeting with in ongoing, long conversations. Um, and it's it's been interesting. We've, in the last couple of years, most of the people who've accepted Christ and begun following him have been, it's been a four to nine month process of meeting with them weekly. and exploring the gospel and setting scripture and walking through apologetic questions. And, um, and that's really a joy to be able to walk through. Um, and so there's, there's a Chinese student that's been meeting with me this fall that I randomly bumped into on campus. If, if I could call it randomly in quotes, um, early this semester, uh, was looking for a place to plug my laptop in, in a spare moment between some meetings to send an email that I needed to send and, was tr having trouble finding a, a place to sit and plug in and, and sat down next to this guy that was just sitting there looking off into space and asked if I could borrow the, the uh, outlet next to him for a few minutes and struck up a conversation. And as soon as he found out who I was and what I did, he, his immediate response was, I have lots of questions for you. Uh, and so we've continued to meet hmm. almost weekly for the whole semester and some of our conversations have been two, three hours long asking questions about the Bible and um, existence for God, dealing with pain and suffering, evil in the world and lots of things. And so it's really been a joy and, and a challenge um, to walk with students, uh, both students who are believers who are trying to figure out how to live for Christ in a really dark place, uh, but also with those that are searching. Um, and so I know for us, there's there's a sense in which the the advent of Christ becomes more and more real uh, as we think about people are searching and waiting um, for something and they don't really know what it is in a lot of cases, and so we we get to be a part of helping them see that it's Him, um, and so that's been a that's been a tremendous joy, and so as you think about Christmas as you celebrate Christmas, uh, I think <clears throat> it's refreshing for us, as we're sharing the gospel with students, sometimes with students who've never heard the name of Jesus before, um, on a weekly basis, probably there's opportunities to share with students from Saudi Arabia and Pakistan and Russia and, um, all over the world, uh, Sweden and, and America, even there's, there's been students that we've had and seen come to Christ who had never been in a church in America, um, and had no, and had no idea um who jesus was and so i think as we as we reflect on christmas and the advent season and the coming of christ i think it it helps us see him in a new light 
and not just look over yes ho-hum it's the same thing it's 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 christmas it's you know oh holy night um but it does bring a whole new perspective and and makes it new um to us again and so i i think it's a privilege for us to be part of that it's a privilege for us to see um people and their eyes opened to the beauty of of the gospel i know um this last year michelle led a girl to christ and was discipling her and and began to walk with her through how she could have assurance of salvation. And um, the girl looked up at Michelle with tears in her eyes and just, and Michelle asked if she had questions or if she was confused about something. And she looked at Michelle and said, no, she said, it just is too wonderful. I can't, I can't comprehend that God loves me this much and that he offers me assurance and confidence that I can be with him by faith that I don't have to earn it. Um, because ultimately students at Duke are used to earning everything <laughs> and depending completely on their performance. Um, and so it is, it's just refreshing, especially as we think about the Christmas season, um, what it meant for the shepherds to hear, uh, that there was good news, that there was, um, celebration that God was drawing near to earth. And so I think as we reflect on that with our boys, our, that's our prayer for them and for us that we would see him in new light, uh, not just a, a repeat of the past. Um, and so that would be a little bit of what I would maybe leave us with is what does it look like for us to to take a fresh look at the good news of Luke 2 uh, when the when the angels came to the shepherds and said they bring good tidings of great joy um, that God is Emmanuel with us, uh, that he's not far away, that he's not distant, that he's not asking us to perform, to earn our way to him. Um, but he reminds us of how he came near to perform for us. Um, and so that's a little bit of just what was on my heart to share some of what God's been doing on campus and what <clears throat> I think is encouraging in this Christmas season. Awesome. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for sharing and you know, joining us in this episode. It, uh, you know, we're, we're recording this four days before Christmas and hopefully we'll have it out before then. But, uh, uh, certainly was great to, to spend some time laughing and reminiscing, but then hearing how God's using you and your family, um, in a, in a pretty powerful way at it. You know, you hear a lot about universities now kind of being this, this bastion of, you know, um, fight against Christianity, but know that God's still at work in those universities and mm -hmm. raising up, uh, his own. And, and uh, thank you for your, your, your work there. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was really great to spend time with you uh, in this episode. And, and so that's a wrap on, uh, episode 67, our Christmas episode on this, the 21st day of December year of our Lord, 2023. This was six in the mix talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at 6 in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at 6 in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.